if someone does not want me, it is not the end of the world. But if I do not want me, the world is nothing but endings. Nahira Wahid. God, I hope I pronounced her name right. I knew that love would be on people's minds in February. So I decided to shake things up a little bit and talk about self-love. I've seen the memes on Instagram that say things like, no one can love you until you love yourself. And I don't totally agree with that. Um, But I still think that self-love is a good place to start. So I posed the question, what if we fell in love with ourselves the way that we fall in love with other people? Recently, I've been watching a friend go through the early stages of falling in love with a new partner, and I have been in the process of falling in love with a new best friend. It's a different kind of love, but I notice that we do some of the same things. We notice all the best parts of this new person in our lives. We daydream about them, write them little love notes, send text messages about just how happy we are to have them in our lives. With new friends, we might start sending funny gifts or videos about the things that we've talked about. And we just, you know, want to be connected with them as much as we possibly can and spend time with them. And we spend so much time thinking about a new person in our lives. During those first stages, we go so far to make it work. Even when that means ignoring apparent flaws, avoiding reasonable conflict, putting their needs first and giving them the benefit of the doubt way past the point where it's really necessary. In general, we as human beings, we tend to treat others better than we treat ourselves. But during this whole falling in love process, it's on like a thousand, right? Sometimes to our own demise. So I thought this February, forget about Valentine's Day. Let's talk about how to fall in love with ourselves. I start with four stages of falling in love. I didn't want this part to be too complicated or too intellectual, so I honestly just went to Google, grabbed the first article, which happened to be from Glamour Magazine, and looked at what they thought are the stages of falling in love. And from that, I created my own. Infatuation, discovery, the reckoning, and longevity. Infatuation is a short-lived passion, admiration, or enthusiasm for someone. It's short-lived because the amount of mental energy that you spend in this stage and the totally unrealistic image that you have the person that you're falling in love with, those are unsustainable. (laughs) But it's fun, though. (laughs) Sometimes it's so much fun that we try to stay here forever. We might actively resist moving the relationship past the honeymoon stage into something real. But here's the gag. While we are lavishing other people with the best of our love and clinging to our infatuation with them, there's actually one person in the entire universe who we can be infatuated with forever and still be healthy, happy, and whole. And that's ourselves. So I want to encourage you to take some time today to be infatuated with yourself. 
sit in the mirror and give yourself the googly eyes. Stand up, turn around, bend over, look at yourself from all the angles and find your favorite feature. I will never tell you guys to do something I haven't done for myself. So for me, I've fallen in love with the curve of my right hip. Not through the mirror though. My favorite way to see it is just looking down from my own perspective. And over the years, no matter what age I've been or what weight I've been, whenever I catch a glimpse of that particular curve, I think to myself, damn, she's sexy. That's just one of the four stages of falling in love with yourself. To see the rest, follow me on Instagram at the way through. That's T H E W A Y T H R U. You'll see where I've offered up descriptions of each of the stages, a few exercises to help you practice it, and I even made a playlist of songs to inspire you. You may have heard these songs before, but I encourage you to listen to each one with new ears and with a focus on loving yourself. One of my favorite things to do in a coaching session is to ask a famously rhetorical question, then insert a long, awkward pause as I wait for an answer. Because so often, these questions that are considered rhetorical, it's because there's some preconceived answer that society has already agreed upon, and we're just not supposed to think about it anymore. An example of that is, who do you think you are? Personally, the only time I've ever been asked this question is in a very antagonistic way by people who wanted me to think less of myself. Like, I can't believe what you just said. Who do you think you are? It's supposed to elicit humility, which if you look at the dictionary definition, is a really effed up concept. So whenever I hear it now, I start to actually think about who do I think I am? Kind open-hearted, passionate, nerdy, strong, heart-focused, spiritual, family-oriented, sometimes way too serious, unapologetically Black, with a healthy dose of ratchetness, worthy of being seen and heard, with a mix of book smarts, street smarts, and emotional intelligence, that make me pretty incredible. That's who I think I am. And she's pretty dope. I think that you're dope too. So today I'm asking you the question and I hope you'll allow yourself the awkward pause to actually answer it. Who do you think you are? On the next episode of The Way Through, we'll be talking about boundaries. Soon, it'll be the one-year anniversary of my first book, The Way Through Boundaries. If you've purchased it and signed up for the newsletter, you should check your inbox soon. I'm going to be sending out an invitation for a private online event where you'll meet with me and other people who've read the book and talk about your experience with the book, with strengthening your boundaries, 
and help me to develop the next episode. I hope to see you there. And until next time, I'll leave you with the words of one of my favorite poets. Girl, I'm in love with you. But this ain't the honeymoon. We're past the infatuation stage. We're right in the thick of love. At times, we get sick of love. It seems like we argue every day. I know I misbehave, and you made your mistakes, and we've both got room left to grow. And though love sometimes hurts, I still put you first. And we'll make this thing work. But I think we should take it slow. Thank you.